You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to find out more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com where you'll find all of our past podcasts and other blog posts that we have up, along with some other items that you can purchase to help support the Beardcast. So we hope you enjoy listening to this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Uh, This week on the podcast, um, we were looking through um, the Hebrews reading this week, and there were two um, particular verses that kind of stuck out with us, um, and that would be uh, Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. And so, Zach, as you uh, as we read through this, what are um, what are some things that kind of come to mind for you? Well, I want to I want to start by reading them because I think that's important <laughs> for the context of our listeners. Um, so, Hebrews Hebrews 10, 24 and uh, Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meetings together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Um, I really, really, really like this, these couple of verses for a lot of reasons. Um, one is it, is it starts with, um, let's love one another. Let's, let's love one another in all that we do in our, in our acts. And um, God, it's just everything we do, right? And what we say and what we do and how we just approach people. Um, I mean, that's the first thing that's, that's just really, really deep. Um, I don't know, really deep to unpack uh, is how are we treating one another? Uh, are we approaching people with love? Are we approaching ourselves with love? And, and what does that do? What does that motivate us? Uh, how does that motivate us to act? Are we in return uh, doing good work? Uh, are we, are we loving God and we loving people? Are we, uh, doing good and doing no harm? Those, those types of things that we often talk about on this podcast. Um, and it's the next part that I really, I really like, let us not neglect our meetings together. Um, I think some of that goes into worship, but I also think, um, that comes, that comes together in our conversations with each other. Uh, this idea that, when we're with someone else, when we are present, uh, uh, talking to someone, whether it be face to face, whether it be digitally, whether it be over a cup of coffee, whether it be in a in a podcast Zoom call, right? Um, that we're that we're present with that person, that we're doing our best not to uh, let distractions come in, right? Um, I think a lot of people like to take that that verse out and pick it and say, well, you have to be in worship, you have to be in these places. That's part of it. Yeah, we need to worship together and worship in community. But I'm a firm believer that we are where we need to be in those moments, um, whether that's in church on a Sunday in worship, or if that's out with your grandkids, uh, or if that's out in the mountains, or if that's out doing whatever you're doing. I feel like we're where we need to be in those moments. And if we're present, fully present in those, then we aren't neglecting those, those times together. Uh, and then in return, it backtracks into the other part is love motivating our actions. Uh, so I think those two tie in really well together. Uh, and I think there's a lot to unpack there in just a really short amount of, amount of time. So as we were reading this and talking about it, the, the first thing that came to mind is that at, at Tahlequah First, um, we just finished a sermon series. Actually, this week we'll finish it up. Um, Chen is going to be finishing up the sermon series uh, with using the book, uh, The Art of Neighboring um, by um, Jay Pathak and Dave uh, Runnan. 
uh, it's a good book. Like I'd encourage you if you have an evangelism team, if you have some people that are interested in looking at their and how to reach our neighbor, I, I would encourage people to, to look at this book and your church have a, a healthy conversation about that. And if these guys are just having this on the podcast, we'd love to have you on to talk about this. So just I'll throw that out there. But one of the things that we discovered in uh, having this conversation um, of what it would look like to be, to live out that great commandment, loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Um, one of the struggles that we realize is that we put up barriers mm-hmm. to keep us out. And I think sometimes when we talk about community and we talk about as, as Hebrews 10 um, talks about uh, don't stop meeting together with other believers, uh, which some have gotten in the habit to do is that sometimes we place uh, barriers up uh, in church or in just different settings because of something happened Mm-hmm. And we allow that one experience to wreck the rest of our, our faith and our experience because of that one bad experience, not looking at how people are people. And, and we all have problems. We all fall short of grace. We all need, you know, like, and, and so we just like use that as an excuse. Well, that one time I got hurt. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like look at our family lives, like how often, you know, like we're, we're, some of us are getting ready for Thanksgiving and some of us are getting ready to go do Thanksgiving things. Um, you know, you still get together. Um, mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And I know that there's broken relationships where that doesn't happen, but what if we um, expanded our view, not only of our neighbor and looking at our neighbor, loving our neighbor as ourselves, but looking at um, what are some ways that we can let go of the boundaries and barriers that keep us from meeting with people and just, just say, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to allow this to dictate, like not hurt my experience or hurt my mm-hmm. um meeting together or coming to worship or um, I love it. Like nothing gets me more excited when I hear church members say, I don't care how bad the pastor is. This is still my church and I'm going to be involved with it. Right. Right. Uh, um, and, and, it, and, and you're right. It goes beyond, God, I had, I had a bad experience, right? We, we've all had a bad experience and not to, not to get negate or belittle your, your bad experience, but are you going to let that one thing, control you. You don't let that one thing dictate all that you're doing. You know, if if we had one bad experience eating ice cream, would we not try ice cream again? Right. And, but we do that with so many other things. I had a bad experience in church. I had a bad experience with this one person. I had a bad experience here, here, here. And so we don't allow ourselves to jump back into that. And, and sure, we, we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to get hurt. But at what point does that one bad experience become an excuse and we neglect, neglect all of these other relationships that we have or that we could potentially have because we're unwilling to move past the one bad thing, right? That well, if we actually went and didn't neglect these, we would find that we have in common with a lot of people. Uh, well, and I think that that's like shifting focus. Sure. And, and one of the videos we showed um, through this, like they have some great resources on their website and stuff like this to use for sermon series and stuff. And one of the videos that we showed, I think we showed last week, um, the guy talked about how uh, he knew his neighbor needed a meal. And so he just, and he just prepared, like, he's like, he basically said, what's two more, um, what's two more plates? And I think what we've done uh, in our world is look at what we don't have and, and try to operate out of that. Mm-hmm. versus looking at what we do have and how and ask ourselves how can we do how can we uh, connect how can we make disciples how can we um you know be people of faith with what we have 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Katie McKay Simpson last week talked about um, looking at the scarcity and, and trying to get her church to move from the scarcity model to an abundance model. Mm-hmm. And um, our society teaches us that we are not healthy until we have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, the, um, and so that leads to gluttony that we, I mean, the slippery slope of that is huge, but the, um, but if we open ourselves up to looking at what we have, um, you know, Zach and I know that we're not the world's greatest podcast, uh, out there. Um, iTunes reminds us that quite frequently cause we're not in their top 10, but in our mind, we are the greatest podcast show on podcasting show things because that's who we are. And that's what we do. Um, and it's not going to stop us from continuing trying to do this thing. Um, it's, you know, we, we try to do better and we're, we're, I think we're doing a lot of things moving towards a better place, but I think that whole idea of, um, sharing encouragement with one another is huge, um, and encouraging our friends and our family. And so if you notice someone's not attending church or someone's not being a part of your small group or whatever, what are some ways you can encourage them with what you have versus, you know, what you don't have? Right. Well, and I think that's where it ties back in here is, is let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, right? How are we, how are we lifting each other up? How are we encouraging one another? How are we pushing each other towards love uh, and doing good rather than not loving and not doing anything, right? Or causing harm. Uh, And and those conversations can go either way. Those relationships can go either way. If you don't have a healthy relationship with someone and all you do is uh, focus on the negative and focus on the bad, that's not going to motivate you for love or good right? But if we begin to flip that script, if we begin to turn that around, go from the scarcity to the abundance or uh, from the negative to the positive, it's not blindly just looking at everything positive. It's telling the truth. It's living into love and what that means and what that does and how does that motivate us to do something better than what we were doing. I love that. You know, it's funny. (laughs) Of course you do. You said it. I know. Um, So Jim Mosier, a couple of weeks ago at a church conference that we had, our district church conference, um, he said on Sunday mornings, stop, don't focus on the negative, focus mm-hmm. on the positive. Right. And what would it look like in your church or your ministry setting for whoever that is, um, whoever's listening, uh, what would that look like in your ministry setting if you focus on the positive instead of the negative? Like, and, and what I would do in youth ministry, uh, you probably did the same thing for every negative comment you made, you had to make three positive to maybe mm-hmm. try to get them to see the positive. And you got those shallow, well, his hair looks nice or right, uh, right. his smart, his farts smell like roses or, you know, just like <laughs> crazy stuff like that. And you, then you would wonder like, why are they smelling each other's farts? But that's a whole right. thing. Uh, we know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, what if we did that? Like, what if we told our churches, like, and, I, and this actually happened last week with us is so I was talking about Mary and Martha. We was preaching on the Mary and Martha text and, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, you know, complaining, you know, like complaining is kind of a, is a bad thing for the church. There's a difference in saying, there's a difference in critiquing it and trying to improve. And then there's just the sense of complaining to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know that the church doesn't have you know, if it's without resources or if it doesn't have what you have and you're complaining about that, you know, a good pastor is going to say, so what are you going to do about it? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way I operate, you know? Right. Um, and some of it is just that way we can grow together. Right. 
and look at our resources and to strengthen ourselves with our resources. The other is, is to realize like, hey, we're trying to operate with what we have available. Mm-hmm. I've seen churches split the script on this um, in their joys and concerns time. When, when that time becomes nothing but concerns, how do we find a way to remember our joys, right? And, and even the other way around, how do we find those moments that within our joy, we need to allow space for our concerns, for the things that make us sad, for the things that make our hearts heavy? Um, it's that happy medium between both and not letting one take over so you don't, you, you don't miss the other, right? Whether it's in our own lives or the people around us. Um, and I, I just think that's what, that's what the, I think that's what this is all about. It's this love motivates us and we cannot neglect one another. We cannot neglect our time together. It's being fully present uh, in our relationships, however they come across, physically, digitally, how, whatever. Um, and, and how do we respond to one another to work towards this? So as, as we bring this to a close today, um, I want to encourage you, um, when you go to your family's Thanksgiving thing, um, how can you be the encouraging presence in your family? Uh, that'd be a good challenge for some of us. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm right there. I'll, I'll have some challenges with that. But I think it's a good challenge for all of us to, to open ourselves up for that and uh, say, how can we be encouraging and encourage one another to, in a positive way versus like, and it'd be really nice if you just go jump off a cliff, Uncle Steve, because we're tired of hearing about your Dallas Cowboys. Like, just, well, just go. It's easy uh, to get sucked into that negative spiral. And yeah. and so how can how can you be that that person that motivation to love this this Thanksgiving in your family? That's a hard challenge. <laughs> yes. And yes. so with that in mind, if you need a break, we want to encourage you to go on the Bearded Theologians uh, website and read our blogs. Maybe that will help you, uh, you know, not be necessarily involved in your uh, family's uh, conversations. Um, you can also check out a new venture that Zach and I uh, are kind of partnering in with a whole bunch of people, uh, you know, the Wesley Amin Chronicles. Oh, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, we hadn't talked about that. Um, but w- we help kind of curate some of the stuff for uh, the Wesley Amin Chronicles. And you can find them on Facebook. We try to put something out on Monday, just something a little fun, uh, just encouraging and that sort of thing. Um, um, yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah uh, go on our website, buy some mugs for Christmas presents. Uh, they make good stuff. As you travel for the Thanksgiving and Christmas season, don't forget to download us on our uh, um, on our podcast partner, CastBox. Uh, you can get it on all of the phone platforms, and you can subscribe to us. It will download the latest three episodes if you want it to. Uh, you can make it download whatever you want, but download, listen. We certainly appreciate it. So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.